What's happening, everybody? And welcome to this, another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing today, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, man. All good. All good. Um, I look forward to this. We're going to have a chat again about the champions um, and obviously about the the, the old forum game um, that happened um, on Sunday, a rather enjoyable day, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah mate, it was, a, <laughs> it was a very enjoyable day indeed, yep. Aye, nice one, nice one. So, so we should maybe, maybe start in was, you know, last week we had a, we, we, we were discussing the game as well and how we were a bit, we weren't apprehensive about the game, but we were we were needing a performance. Um, I think that's what we wanted after, after this, we would defend it and we just hoped that they turned up. I think we've got a bit of scar tissue from from years gone by, haven't we, mate? But the gels definitely definitely delivered on the day. Aye, no, definitely, man. I think that's what we wanted for the St. Johnson game, but um, at yeah. the very least, uh, we needed the reaction, and that's kind of that's what we asked for the last time was the bounce back, the right attitude, and the the reaction. And like you said, they they delivered on the day for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think. Uh, I think the scar tissue thing that we've got is still going to take a wee while for to get rid of after you know after the up and downs that we've had being Ranger supporters over the last ten years. Um, but we're we're getting there with it, aren't we? We're surely but surely getting rid of it. Uh, I think the, this uh, this league campaign's built some foundations. We just need to go on and and win a wee bit more, you know, and, and get some consistency back in that regard. To like you say, really get rid of it. Um, Definitely a, a a big step forward, um, but it, you know one one trophy, whatever it looked like, was never going to be enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so shall we get to have a have a chat about the game then? Go for it. Yeah. So, so Rangers Rangers lined up on the day. I'll go through the team with you then, and then we'll sort of discuss that. Mm-hmm. So they lined up in goals: Alan McGregor, back line of goals, and Jack Simpson coming in um, for his old firm debut in Barisic, midfield of. Um, Kamara, Kent, uh, sorry, Kamara Davis and Aribo, and then up front was Ruth, Kent, and Morelos. Um, it's a bit interesting about the the team. Kent played a bit more central um, than what he usually does, which was quite good to see. And him just running at Scott Brown and McGregor, they two must have nightmares about him, shouldn't they? Oh, Scott Brown especially, man. The last two <laughs> fun games, he's embarrassed that guy like six times, you know, just by like nutmegs or spinning away for him or. You know, doing a step over and Scott Brown pretty much falls down, and you know, it's just um, how, how many different, you know, wee sections of Kent doing something to Brown have you got? Followed by Gerard going, he got to the shop and pointing after the left. Like it's just, it's it's almost endless. There's there's good five or six over the last two games. Yep, and exactly, and it couldn't happen. It couldn't happen to a nicer person seeing it. Seen that happen to Scott Brown. Definitely. <laughs> Hopefully, more more to come next season. Just to having yep. a different T-shirt and just for Kent <laughs> to keep doing it to him. Exactly, exactly. So going, let, let's go back to the backline then. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the guys we want to talk about is Simpson coming in and making his making his debut as well. Um, I was, I think, I was when the games that when I seen that he was when I seen that Holander and Balligan were both injured. I was, I was slightly concerned. Um, but I don't think, in terms of a debut, I don't think he'd done anything wrong. I think the yellow card he had was 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 harsh. I don't really think he he done much wrong. It was a steady. I think it's a steady debut going into a cold and as though for him, and I think he'd done all right considering he's hardly played that much football. You know, just in general, his time at Bournemouth, and then he's he's only played what three or four times here this season as well. Aye, aye. Now, like you say, I think. Um... When we seen the team, you thought he was the obvious weak point. 
Um, and then he gets he gets booked to LA very harshly, I felt, um, as you say. And then you're like, uh-oh, this, this could be a nervy day, you know, like if, if, if they target him more, um, then, you know, it, it could have been a problem. But I think, I think actually from the from the yellow card he dealt with, a, with with maturity, you know, and certainly we've seen a more experienced player on their side not deal with a yellow card quite as maturely. So I think you yeah. need to give the kid credit. And was he perfect? No. Did he pull up any trees? No. But for like you say, you know, his second start or whatever it is for Rangers, um, third or fourth game for Rangers, I, I think he did. I think he did well, and we've got to give him give him the credit that you know he was he was pretty steady, and we, he didn't really feel throughout the game where you're like oh my god he's a bomb scare or any of that right and it easily could have been it easily could mm-hmm. have been that that performance especially um as at a centre half do you know what I mean like it's different if he's up front and he's ineffectual you're like well who cares sort of thing right it's not it's not as big a problem but if a centre half is ineffectual and looks unsure of himself then it can cause problems all throughout the team but yeah. he never really looked like he was unsure um you know, let's say not perfect, but I think you just need to give the kid the credit and say decent performance. Wouldn't have expected to play in that game when he signed in, in January. I don't imagine anybody expected him to play in an old firm game. No. He is fourth or fifth choice centre back or whatever when Katic and Hollander and all these guys are back. So, nah, man, I, I would say uh, over the 90 minutes, pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then one of the guys who we, we, we thought owed as a game and he delivered twice was Kamar Roof. Um, you know, with these with these two goals, I did think that his performances over the last wee while weren't, you know, they weren't good enough. You know, there was something missing there. Whether it was the, you know, everything that happened with the, with the Slavia game and stuff like that, they ended up maybe affecting him a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, he delivered both barrels in the, uh, on Sunday. His his second goal, um, and was it his second goal? Um, the one that Barisic crossed in. Aye, the one two with Barisic he plays. Yeah, that was just that was exceptional. You know, see soon as Barisic passed, see soon as Roof passed that out to Barisic, and you seen the run coming in. Like, that's a goal straight away. You like that's a goal even before the ball hit the net. You know, it was it was brilliant. What did you think of um, Roof's performance? I I mean that that's the Roof that we seen earlier in the season. We mentioned yes. on on the, the thing last week where this calendar year, you know, he had a couple injuries and then a bad performance or two and. Uh, suspension and it was just you know it's that stop start stop start it can be hard to, to get any form any momentum any confidence um, and we'd mentioned we hadn't really seen him this year but that that Sunday there was um, was the roof of of it last year you know of, of earlier in the season where he was on fire and first old firm game that he played in January I stuck a tenner on roof to score and he came off injured at half time because you, you know yep. you know he's got that ability and the type of the type of you know type of strengths he's got in his game was always going to cause them problems. You know he's classy, he's got good movement, he's he's intelligent. It was always going to hurt them. Um, so I, I I'm glad he came good. I think that like you said, the the choice in the team it, it could have been Hadji, it could have been you know if Arfield was fit he might not start. You know there's all these things, but uh, credit to the guy he took the opportunity and uh, that's the roof that we we know and love, right? Yeah, I think before the game there was a lot of people shouting for. Um, right to get a start as well, but I think um, Ruth proved why uh, why Gerard picked him um, with those with those two goals as well. Um, I I think the right calls are understandable. You know he has been he has been exciting. He was the bright spark against St Johnson in the league. He was yeah. the bright spark when he came on as a sub and and the and the you know he looked like he was hungry. He was running at them. He's definitely got that 
that's something about him. He's he's an exciting watch for the fans, so so you get it. Um, Gerard just said he wanted to go with with two nines, so yep. you know, like you say, it was a bit of a different formation. So I think if they're going to do that, then then Ruth's always going to be the shout. Yeah, I like I like that how Gerard says, you know, in his post match interview, he was going with two nines, and it was a bit different. You know, Kent through the middle, the three midfielders. Um, very reliable midfielders and Kamara Davis and Aribo all played fantastic I thought as well but having Kent through that middle and having that wee bit of space you know and just terrorising Scott Brown um, the 60 minutes that, that he was on was just it's amazing terrified of him every time he touches the ball you know it sort of brings you back to you know when when Loudrop or Gaza touched the ball when when they played against them, more so Loudrop. But the the team was terrified when they done it, and it seems like they've got that with Kent as now as well. Aye, aye, no, definitely, and maybe even Alberts for a spell. You know, there's been players yeah. that that have terrified them. Um, and I Kent Kent's definitely in that mould, and I think it's just good to see a bit of uh, fluidity in the tactics. You know, like because I think there has been times under Gerard where we have kind of. You know, maybe made small tweaks, but not enough. That's really that's really gave teams a different problem. You know, and I think yeah. that it's good. We spoke on here before about doing that. In essence, what they did, right? The the diamond in the middle, um, or even a four-two-three-one. And really talking about that that central ten is something that I feel we we could make better use of in, in different ways. You know, whether it's Haji, Rebo, Kent. There's, we've got lots of options in there. And the thing about Kent is he can go either way. You know, so if you're picking him up in the middle. You seen the goal um, against St Mirren when you know we we basically won pretty much won the league uh, before they drew against Dundee United. Where he scores yeah. a peach on his left, we've seen him score worldly on his right. He can go either direction, you know. So uh, he's 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 tricky in, in that that central position. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it was great to. See. Let's talk about the the game then. Um, you know, Gate Rangers. I thought I thought we were fairly comfortable, and we were just waiting for us to score. And then Alfredo pops up just about the right, almost the right wing, puts the ball through Scott Brown's legs and hammers into the top bag. Um, what a goal. And I was just so happy it was Alfredo as well. And also pegging the guy who's, you know, who was always first to try and, try and get him booked or sent off as well. It was a bit of, a bit of justice, a bit of karma almost, wasn't it? I mean... That that guy at the back post nutmegging you and then right right front into the top corner with his weak foot. Um, yeah. That's always an embarrassment. That's happened to me at Fies before that that pesky guy at the back post, you know. So um, no, but I think uh, Rusko was first though, mate. Remember? Ruth, oh, sorry, Ruth, so it Ruth was. Scored and, and they got. I'm too excited uh, to talk about that. Goal. I, I know. I just I just want to make fun of Scott Brown, but aye. no, I I think um, let's go back to that then. Let's sorry, go back. To start. Let's go back to <laughs> let's go back to Rusko. I'm just too excited to slag Scott Brown. Um, so so I Rusko. Um, again, it was pure instinct, wasn't it? Oh, it's, I, I think it's more than that. He sees it think coming. He meant it. Oh, it's genius. I no. See if you see if you watch him. He's got time. He's got time. He sees it coming, and he's like, mm, "Can I get the heat check? It's too low. I've nothing else here, but you know what I can do? I can direct this. That that's a finish. That yeah. that for me. He puts a wee flick on it, like it's a header. You know what I mean? See if you do the wee flick with the head and it goes in. Yeah. The fact that he's done the wee flick with his, oh no, man, I think that's 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 genius. It's perfect situational awareness, and for him to do it, you know, because it, it takes that deflection and that, so quite quite close to him. But it's yeah. enough time for him to see it. I think I think that's uh, it goes back to what I was saying before. The guy's just intelligent and classy, and I think that's that's genius. Nothing else. Yeah, 
Yeah, one of the other talking points of the game as well was was just before that goal, just before Ruth's goal was where um was where Callum McGregor got booked when he he, he brought down Kent. I'm sure which was a booking, definite booking, no doubt about it. And then obviously in the challenge with Kamara there and the ref played some great. And you know he, he let the play continue. He, he let us go up. The, you know Aribo, he, I think it was Barisic, and and then you know out into the into the top bin. Uh, Sorry, with uh, Ruth scoring it, and then he went back and sent uh, McGregor off. That took a lot because I think a lot of referees would have went, "Well, they scored, let's just leave it at that." You know, but Aye. he went back and sent him off, which was totally justified. And you know, I, I, I would have, I would have thought, you know, I wouldn't have just the way that sometimes things work out. I'd have been like, "Well, he's he's not going to, he's not going to go back and book him," but he did, and fair play to him. I know. I, I I must admit, I was I was surprised as well. And and uh, there was that moment after it where we were celebrating, and and the commentators were talking as if he'd sent him off, but obviously the cameras didn't show it because they were showing the players celebrating. And I I had I genuinely like that. I wasn't sure if he'd actually been sent off or not because, like you, I kind of felt he might just get a goal here and and go over to McGregor and be like, look, you know, you sneeze that wrong time and you're off. You know, give, give him that kind of final warning and. I think, like like you're saying, it was justified, right? It's two yellows, um, yep. but it, it's just that that that's the <laughs> that's the wee bit they're clinging on to. You know, the early red card. It's another red card. It was never a red card. Uh, you know, it, it changes the game and and all that sort of stuff. But let's not kid ourselves. The first foul, it just cleans Kent. Kent does him in the middle of the park, a peach, and he just cleans him out. Now whether, you know, I, I seen John Kennedy said or oh, the ref said that it was um, it was a reckless tackle. So whether the refs gave him the wrong reason or not is irrelevant. It was a yellow card. It wasn't reckless. Fair enough. That's true. But it was still a yellow card, right? So that's what matters. Um, and then the second one, like you say, is definitely a yellow. And fair play to the ref for, for coming back and, and sticking with it. We slag refs enough when they're yeah. rubbish, which they usually, let's be honest, Scottish refs are not great quality. But credit where it's due, he got it right. Yeah, yeah, definitely did. And I think that Celtic were quite quick to blame the referee. Um, Kennedy came out and said about you know how it was how the ref's inexperienced and stuff like that. But the ref done everything by the law. He done it by the book, and he you know I think he made the correct call. Well, he's there to enforce the rules, and like you say, he he did that. It, it was it was all within the rules. So yep. uh, nah, man, always cheated, never defeated. Right, they've got your something. Yeah. Aye, exactly, exactly. And then after after the um, after this goal, they have got it right, and no Morelos's goal. Um, after. <laughs> After Ruth's goal, you know, Celtic pretty much went up the park and, and scored, which was a which was a sore one to lose. Pretty sloppy defending. Um, and there, what did you make it, Keith? Aye, aye. A terrible goal to lose. A really, really poor goal to lose. Um, from a set piece, you know, like it's it's not. They, they're usually the team conceding for set pieces. Um, yeah. And I, I think, well, we mentioned earlier, Simpson. He just I I beat some right. He just. Uh, I think Ayer gets a bit of a run on him, and and you know he's getting a better angle at it or whatever, and and he just he, he beats he beats youngster to the to the ball, and you know it happens. But I sloppy goal, yeah. silly one to lose, and so quick, um, especially after you know St Johnson last week, where you, you we scored an injury and in, uh, you know an extra time, and then you know within a few minutes they got the part and scored. You're thinking, no, no again, sort of thing. So nah, man, poor to lose it so quickly, but. As you're about to talk about, we we flip that script. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, the goal that I mentioned just before, just just at the your start. favorite goal. <laughs> uh, my favorite goal. I, I liked it so much. I'm going to talk about it again. 
Um, I thought a fantastic bit of play from um, from Alfredo um, down the wing um, as well, and just bringing the ball in, putting it through, putting it through his legs, and you know, flashing in the top bin. One of the things that I thought was quite funny was um, Big Ayer, who Celtic fans seem to seem to adore him. How he loves making these tackles when they're getting, you know, he makes these heroic tackles when they're getting beat, um, you know, and looks other way when he's when he's passing the ball and they're three one down and stuff like that as well. He shat himself when Morelos hit that ball, you know, he turned away totally, turned his face away against it, um, as well, and the ball went in the back of the net, which was lovely to see, particularly nice um, for Alfredo as well, um, given everything against them. They know that he's broke, you know the. The duck that he had against him, he's just going. To, I think he's going to batter in goals against him there. I think we've said that before, right? He'll, if he gets one, he'll he'll at the floodgates will open. And I've on previous pods I've tipped him. He gets his first. He's going to get a hat trick in the same game and, and big them up a lot. Um, you know, being serious, but kind of half half half. You know, that kind of over over egging it, hyperbole for comedy sort of thing. But that that's always been the message, right? Is that once he gets one. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The monkey's off his back. The pressure's off. It's, he's not overthinking it, and he scores. and And that goes a real, it's a real Alfie goal. You know, he's not the most. What I love about it is he's not the most technical football player in the world. And even in that move, he's not the most technical. He gets a wee bit lucky with the bobble and and that sort of stuff. But he's so good at that. He's so good at just beating a man, making a wee half yard, a wee bit of trickery, a wee bit of pace, a wee bit of something, and just getting away and hitting a quick shot with a lot of venom inside the box and just smashing them in. He scored that goal or a variation on that goal quite a lot. He's really good in the channels, so um, it, it's brilliant to watch. And like you say, for him, he not Meg Brown and then scare the shite out of Big Ayer, uh, you know, is, is, it couldn't have been any better. Yeah, yeah that uh, one last dance for, for Scott Brown just turned it perfect for him. Um, delighted with it. Aye, aye, no, it's, it's, that's the last dance he, he, he should have he should have got. That's how always dance he should have been, in my opinion. But, you know, yep. that's by the way. Yep. And then um, after the half-time, you know, Rangers got it again. And then the goal that we spoke about again at the start was Roos' goal. You know, his second, his second goal, which was a lovely bit of football. Um, so easy, so basic. But that ball that Barisic put in, man, he just put it on a 10-piece for him, didn't he? Right on his head. It was sensational. Um, and he just had to, you know, guide it into the guide it into the top corner. Um, fantastic goal. Aye, what I love about that goal is that's 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 two players that know each other, have got a decent connection, and have done that a lot in the training ground. Because as soon yeah. as he gets it, he's it's one of the ones where his his pass, his touch of the pass, is actually his first step in the run. Do you know what I mean? Where you, it's it's not quite a no look, but it's almost like a you're giving it as you're already going. And then obviously Borna knows what's happening, just takes a wee touch, gives him that wee bit of time to get in and whips it into that, that kind of danger area where he knows he'll be arriving. And as you say, decent leap. I mean, it's probably no, you know, it's not like he just walks right onto it. It's a wee bit, a wee bit yeah. in front of him. So he gets a great leap on it. And as you say, the, the, the quality of the delivery is that good. His header's pretty much just a, you let it hit off you and you redirect it. Do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not got his head all the way back and putting a lot of power in it. He's just jumping up. And just redirecting it in past the goalie, it's it's picture perfect, man. You you love those ones, so good to watch. And I think you'd mentioned kind of earlier on, or, or or when we were chatting before, is you, you just you can you unsee it, you see it happening, you see it unfolding before it happens, and you just yeah. know it's going to come because you're like he's giving it, he's going, I'll pick him out, pick him out, and he's picked him out, and you're like, ah, you know what? It's it's beautiful. I, I love those moments where 
you see something happen before it happens and, and then it does and it just it's all the more magical yeah I was watching the game with um, my brother Gary mm-hmm. and then as soon as Ruth passed it and then it spoke to Morelos you see Ruth run I was just like I was shouting to Gary I was like Ruth Ruth watch Ruth watch Ruth 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 there's a dog next door <laughs> Pesky animals, um, <laughs> but um, I, it was it was such a such a good goal um, as well. Really, really, really great goal. Um, and then the fourth one, you know, icing on the icing on the cake almost was was Jermaine Defoe coming on and tearing the young prodigy um, Welsh who just looks like Mark McNally, um, tearing him apart, tearing him an absolute new one, then just slotting it in the. Um, slotting in the back of the net. I think that shows you everything about Jermaine Defoe and just how how much of a classy forward that he is. Um, his experience came through there as well. He ran the wee guy ragged, put him on his ass, and then just put it in the put it in the net. I mean, it's the wee burst of pace initially, isn't it? And then yeah. it's just the the composure in the box, the twist and turn a couple of times, create that yard that wee half yard for himself or whatever, and. I mean, he does not rifle it in. He almost just kind of like passes it in, doesn't he? You know, it's yep. it's, it's that kind of. He just picks his spot, and ah, you know, like you say, sums him up. Wee bit of pace, brilliant movement, plenty of composure, and just calm finish. Man, slots it right in. No, no, no danger. I think um, before that though, like there's quite a bit of time between the third and the fourth goal, and I think there was yeah. spells in the second half where, um, probably after the third goal for like I've run about it for a good. Fifteen minutes where we pretty much just had them penned in, and it, you know it could have been it could have been a couple more. I think so. Um, there was a point where I thought, oh, it's probably going to finish three one, and you, you'll notice right every game, I bet three one and stick a fiver on it. Yep. And it was, uh, I I was getting ninety five quid back, but when we scored three right, and it, this happened to me a couple of weeks back. I can't remember who we were playing, but it was another game where I had my bet on, and I'm like, oh good, I'll let it build up. And then I'll maybe I'll maybe check out later. And literally, as soon as I said that, we scored a set. We scored another goal. Quick fire after it, and I was like, "Oh, you bastard!" So I thought we're all over them here. They're down to ten men. I'm cashing it. So I cashed it at, at like five minutes after the third goal. And then I thought, "Oh man, I'm going to kill myself if this, you know, like if it, if it, if we don't score another one after all that." And then finally, thankfully, Jermaine Defoe scored, and I was like, "Oh good, I don't feel like I just <laughs> I just lost sixty quid or whatever because I cashed it at thirty odd quid." Ah, it makes a. Having a having a win and a victory just makes it all the sweeter, doesn't it? <laughs> it's that wee bit extra. I'd have been yeah. gutted though if I'd lost, you know what I mean? Just because I I, yeah. I I chucked it, if I'd I cashed it myself, I hate that. But nah, man, I I think we were really good and we deserved more than more than the three. Um, so it was good to finally get it. And for it to be Defoe, you know, um, his record's good. It's one and two or something like that. Considering a lot of his performances will be, um. You know, ten minutes here as a sub and all that for him to get that amount of goals, I think it's phenomenal. And uh, ah, it's just good for him. He's winning a medal, and he doesn't have a great record in derbies. I think they mentioned that on the telly. He only scored, he only scored one in the North London derbies. I don't know if he scored any for Sunderland against Newcastle. You know, he's not got a great record. So for him to get a get a big goal in a derby as well, I think that that'll that'll cheer him right up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it. I think there was talk today talking about um, just before that Rangers are discussing with him. Mm-hmm. You know his future, whether that be a new contract or, you know, potentially, you know, letting him maybe into the coaching team or else even potentially let him go because you do aware he is. You are aware he's he's not got long left in his footballing career, playing career, and um, but he's a thirty nine, so he could maybe 
you know, would they stay here again for another year, play a bit part like he's done this season, maybe win another medal, or will he go somewhere where he's going to play, you know, more football than what he gets? And and if he does go somewhere, I don't think we'll definitely won't hold it against him because he's been a, he's been, been terrific to have about and just to see him, seeing a guy of his stature playing for a club has been nothing but a joy, and for me anyway. Ah, he's a class act as a, as a human being and all, right? So like you yeah. say, we we can't hold anything against him. I think. I think he made a point earlier in the season where he said, as you just said earlier, I don't have a lot of time left, basically, and totally paraphrasing him, but don't have a lot of time left. I feel I can still contribute, so I want to play, um, even if it is another year, another two at most, maybe something like that. So, you know, he's got a finite amount, finite amount of time left. I think he'll, I think he'll probably move on and, and want to play somewhere where he can, you know, he can get, even if he goes down to like League One, where he can go and, um, potentially get 30 games the next season yeah. I think that probably be more what he's after than he's won the league I, I think that will be the, the real reason he came to Rangers so I don't know personally I, I think he'll probably go and and that's fair enough if he wants to stay and be a bit part, a bit part player maybe even a player slash coach I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that I would be I'd be happy to keep him but yeah. I think he'll, he'll want more football than we'll give him and he'll probably go and I think that's that's fair, as you say, you kind of hold yeah. it against them. Yeah, I think there was talk of Sunderland maybe coming back in for him again. Obviously, he played there for a while, so mm. um, maybe talk of him going there and and doing a doing a year or two down there. And let's say I wouldn't hold it against him if he left us, because he's been a he's been terrific to have about. I think it shows you just how he's came on as well as the way that he's had an impact on Morelos as well. Um, Aye, particularly last season they had a good really relationship together, um, and obviously it's went went on to this year. As well, he's just a calm and influence and so experienced um, guy to have there. You know, with some of these young players like like Alfie, you know, even even some of the younger boys that are sitting there. Someone like Cedric Kitten as well, who looks quite raw. Like, must Aye. be learning off him as well. Must be, even though they're two very different players, you know, just even learning off someone of his stature is must be even fantastic Ruth. for him. Aye, aye. Yep. Like, see, see, if I was if I was Itten especially, but Alfie and Ruth as well. I'd be just, I'd be bugging the shit out of man. I'd be picking his brains all the time. Because like you say, Itton's a very different player. But see if you want to score goals, speak to Jermaine Defoe. He knows how to finish. He knows how to score goals. And all right now, he's a, he's a wee bit, you know, he's a wee bit slower and, and whatever. But if you look at his career, he scored all manner of goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He scored you know, bit blasts from 30 yards. He scored tap-ins from, you know, three centimetres. He's, he's done the whole works. Everything in between, left foot, right foot, headers. You know, he's done everything. So... Nah, man, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's any downside to having about about the place for yeah. for the, the the other strikers and just the other players to see the consummate professional like your Davis and your McGregor. They just, you know, they just keep on going. Standards are high every day. Taking care of their body, you know, always giving that hundred percent. Train like you play. All these sort of mentality things that, you know, I think it's a it's a brilliant example to set for the rest of the the rest of the players. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, like I said, see if he stayed and done that poor coaching role, I'd be, I'd be delighted with that. But like again, Aye. I wouldn't hold it against him if he decided to go and wanted to play um, some regular football in his last few years of, of playing foot, professional football. I, um, I was so happy when he scored as well. I thought he, it was nice for him to come on and bag a goal against them as well. You know, he's won his trophies, scored against our arch rivals, put the icing on the cake for me on the day um, as well, which was, which was great. And I think that probably does haste his, his departure in a way because, you know, if, when he came here, he probably had two goals in mind and that was win a league and score against Celtic. You know what I mean? So he's ticked them both off um, 
quite recently. You know, he's he scored there and he'll lift the trophy on the fifteenth. So I, I think that um, you know, his his to do list here's probably done unless we offer him a coaching type thing. So yeah. um I, and if he goes to like a Sunderland where he's got a connection as well, even even more reason to you know, like not that anybody's not gonna wish him well, but you know what I mean, it's just even more reason to be like, nah man, fair play, good good luck to the guy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely. One of the last things I was maybe wanting to talk about was, you know, when we seen that um, Barisic pulled up with a with an injury, I was like, oh no, because we don't have anybody anybody else. You know, who are we going to bring on? Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, you know, there was, you know, just between me and Gary, we're like, who the hell are we going to bring on here? There's, you know, the bench. Who did we have? We had long young Leon King, who's no played. You know, and I thought maybe they would bring on. You know, I was like, well, they'll bring someone on and maybe put a reboot left back after he's got on performance there in Europe that he'd done um, mm-hmm. last season um, as well, which is what they've done. And, you know, it was, it's, it's so nice to have someone, you know, that sort of flexibility in there. You know, a reboot's definitely not a left back by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, it's, it's nice that we can put him in there and they can still do a still do a job for 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> or else whenever we need him to go in there and then they bring on... Um, Scott Wright, who I was quite eager to see as well, and he, you know, for for the time he was on, he done he done all right, didn't he? Ah, yeah. I thought the the rebound left back just that Walter Smith thing in it. Oh, you've got a yep. left foot. Out you go. Um, but now, nah, I mean, he, like you say, in Europe last season, um, Aribo went there a few, late in a few games and, and did well. And he's got he's got a good left foot. He's got an engine. He gets up and down. You know, what I mean, he's he's not the best in the tackle, but he's got a big stature. So if he, he He's got big legs. He's getting plenty of blocks and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes he, you know, he is a he is. Sometimes he looks really strong and he's brilliant. And then in other scenarios, he, he you know, maybe it's the the fifty fifties where you're like, ah, he's just, you know, he's 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 that kind of gentle giant type thing about him. So, yeah. um, but I I think he'll probably do there for the next two games. The only challenge we've got is we're light in midfield as well. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's that yeah, sort of I thing think- where you're like, oh, what do we do? His injury isn't as bad as first field. Aye, you know, there's no there's no tear. You know, give him. You know, well, you'll have this whole week. You know, to sort of recover, mm-hmm. and then the game midweek. You know, before before the next game. So, hopefully, you'll have a bit of time to recover, and then be back in the squad for the Livy game. Aye, it it just depends, doesn't it? Because like, if Bonner's like, mm, I'm ninety percent here, they are risk the Euros for a kind of yeah meaning, exactly. meaningless game. We we the best we're in the world to a point. You know, like I'll be brilliant to get hundred points and undefeated and all that sort of stuff, but. Versus the Euros in his mind, he he might just be like, like Gaffer, can I just sit this out and make sure I recover? But who knows, right? I, I don't I don't know. The, the extent might be pretty much nothing, or we don't know the guy. He might he might want to play and take an ejection to play. We just don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Two games left. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But hopefully, and like you say, we nobody run about him. Usually those ones are the bad ones, aren't they? Where there's yeah. nobody there, and you think, oh no, so. Um, main thing is Bonner's alright hopefully he goes he's, he's good he gets to the Euros and that's good for him and could be good for us for a financial bump um, and if he makes the next two games amazing if he doesn't then aye okay fair enough yeah yeah so that was sort of marked an end of a of a joyous Sunday um, beating, your, beating your rivals and the goals and stuff like that as well now one of the things I wanted to there's a few yeah, extra things I want to talk about just before we finish up one of the things is obviously we've got two games left here, and even though we beat our arch rivals, I'm still, I'm still really desperate to get the gate to go undefeated in the league. 
um, but also to have the 100% home record for league wins yep. um, as well, which is something I think. What do you think about that? Do you think it still matters or do you think it's, you know, it's done and dusted? Do you really care about it? No, no, I, I, I care about it. And, and I think it, it totally matters for, for a couple of reasons. Um, getting the records is, is always great, right? And the 100% home record, that, that's, that would be phenomenal. Um, I don't know if we, can, if we can still get the clean sheet record. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, at 100 points, undefeated, all of these things. But also it speaks to, we've mentioned a few times recently and in general, mentality. And it speaks to that, that, you know, the mentality is, it doesn't matter. You're, you're at Rangers, you need to keep winning. You need to keep, you know, you need, you've always got a goal. It's, it's not like, you know, let's stop and, and celebrate and, and, and that's us invest on our laurels. It's not, I, I don't have dreams. I've got goals and it's on to the next one, right? It's not, oh, it's a dream to win the league. Let's just, you know, party and no bother anymore. No, we've got goals, no dreams. So we just get after it. And I think that sets the tone. It sets the tone for next season as well, right? So, yep, okay, what's the next goal then? What are we doing next? 100 points, right? That's the goal. Undefeated, right? That's the goal. And then what does it become? Next year, it's going to win the league and win at least one cup. And you know what? Let's continue our undefeated. Let's continue our hundred percent home record. If we get it, first game of the season is going to be at home. It's going to be flag day. We want to win that. You know, yep. it's, it's always, it's always just this is the mentality of this club. We just set a goal. We get after it, and every game is important. The most important game of the season, still the next one. It's still Livy because that's that, that's the one that we can affect. That's why it's the most important, regardless of anything that's came before it. And and I like that. I think if we just keep pushing, it's hard to keep people motivated. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that you know it should matter as much as the league. It, we can say it does, but obviously it's not gone. But it's just it just embeds the mentality. That's what we do here. We keep setting goals. We keep winning. We keep pushing. I think I think it's important. So no nah, yeah. man, I, I'm fully behind behind you on that one. Yeah, definitely. I think it does matter. It matters a hell of a lot. Um, you know, just to keep keep the focus going because obviously we won the league so early mm-hmm. you know and then we've had the two disappointments of the Cups um, as well so having, I still think having something even though we have won the league you know having these two things to, to hold on just sort of shows the mentality of the squad as well um, and I would love to see it you know beating you know beating Livy and then beating Aberdeen in the last game of the season definitely when we're having a when we're having a title party title it's party gonna be, it's going to be all the sweeter all the sweeter aye. And I think you're right. I mean, the oftentimes the, the hardest part of going undefeated for a whole season is keep motivated at the end. Because if you're going undefeated, chances are you've been dominant and you've won it early. You know, no many yeah. teams go undefeated and win it in the last day of the season. Do you know what I mean? Unless you've had a hell of a lot of draws, usually you you win it with a few games to spare. And keeping keeping the momentum, keeping the hunger going when you know there's a lot less to play for. You could say. It's probably the biggest half of the battle, you know. So, um, like you say, I think it's 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 a it's a great credit that they've they've kept it going and kept it going, and hopefully, like you say, you definitely want to beat Aberdeen in the last day. And I, I'd love a win against against Livy and just avoiding defeat. I'll take. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. One of the other things I wanted to to talk about just before we finished up was it was announced to, today or yesterday it was. Um, the player of the years, uh, the player of the year candidates for this season, and surprise, surprise, it's uh, four Rangers players getting the clean clean sweep. Um, so it's McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, and Davis, which is which is great as well. Um, very, I think I think the four of them are definitely worthy worthy um, 
would you what the candidates to be in there? Do you agree with that? Aye, aye. I would say they're I'd say they're the four standouts this year in the country. If any of them were disappointed if they had someone else in, you know, particularly for another team, you know, the only one that maybe could have fat fitted in there would be the weekend. But I don't think uh, I think those those four players have been absolutely exceptional. Aye. I mean it's Scotland after all, so I mean, I've been surprised if they had picked Edward or something like that, you know, like it's... Yeah. Um, but if you're going purely on who's been the best four players in the country this year, I, I, I don't think there's there's any debate, really. It's I think those four are, are, are ahead. And I know you say Kent, but even even within our squad, I think I think they've been the four by by quite a bit. Um, you know, Alfie didn't have his, his most prolific year and maybe if, if, if Jack had stayed fit or you know, you can make you can make debates. But I would say for me, I those four have been our best players and have been the best players in the league. I, I think they're four clear choices. Picking a winner is probably gonna be the tricky part. But yeah, uh, as the nominees go, I think I think they're the best four and um who who would you pick by the way? Do you have a do you have a, a winner from your um, point of view? I wouldn't I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked or disappointed if any of the four of them won it. But I think maybe in terms of anything, I think it might be Goldson for me. Um, you know, he's played every minute um, this season, and he's been he's, he's been pretty exceptional, pretty pretty amazing throughout it um, as well. Steve Davis has been absolutely exceptional this year. So is Alan McGregor. You know, Tav, his goal scoring record is just frightening. Um, all of them, you know. I've been brilliant, but I think this Goldson just pips it. What about what about you? Tav. 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 I I think I think Tav. Um and and mainly because when we've been at our best, Tav's been at, at his best. Um and that was early in the season. And even at the weekend, man, I, I I thought Tav was phenomenal. The amount of some of his deliveries were just absolute sex. And he put in quite a few. Like I think that was one of his best games for consistent quality deliveries. Like Alfie Early on, misses that he's that one at the back post, and yeah, you know what there, there was a ball a, that was. Oh, that's sensational. Aye, and there was another one where he, he, he whips in the ball and, and roofs in between two defenders, doesn't quite get there. I think Kent has one. Like he just there was six or seven or eight. They they just like you're like what that is absolutely just put putting it on that five p for somebody at the back post at the middle of the goal, whatever. So I, I think that um, when Tav's been at his flowing best, that's when we've been at our best, and. When he's missed a bit is when we've maybe been a wee bit flatter. I'm not convinced that's a coincidence. So for me, I think uh, I, I I'm going Tav. Tav. Um, do you think having the break that he's had, obviously through his injuries, maybe helped him and you know refreshed him a wee bit? Sometimes uh, that whole players get better when they're when they're they're not playing sort of thing. Um, I, I think he probably you know needed a wee rest, and I think he's you know him and Goldson, I think of. It's well documented because they don't play international football and Goldson because he missed a few years. Like they really don't like missing anything. They don't yep. like being subbed or you know missing a cup game away to Stranraer or whatever. They, they want to play every minute. So I think maybe I uh, maybe the wee rest didn't didn't do him any harm. Um, but in saying that, it took him a wee bit to get back up to speed. You know, it wasn't necessarily that phenomenal against St Johnson or whatever. But yeah. I I just felt if you go back and, and look at our best performances of the season, Tav's been having a brilliant performance he's been a massive player um, and even when we've maybe not been he still was especially early in the season when a lot of the when the league was won really let's be honest um, and, and a lot of the good work was done in Europe Tav was at the forefront so I think for me he's been that's who I would vote for but like you say I wouldn't 
I wouldn't argue against any of them. I'm glad they're all there. They all deserve to be there. And there's not much between them. And if Goldson wins it, I think that's a great shout. Davis, again, deserves it. McGregor deserves it. I think uh, it's, it's all it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd, I would be happy with any of them, um, any, any of the, any of the four of them winning it. To be honest with you, I think all four of them have had fantastic seasons um, as well. You know, Davis for his control in the middle of the park, he's he's fantastic overhead kick against Celtic as well. Um, as well, some of the some of the play, just his, his calm nature in the park as well. Like we mentioned for Goldson, you know, he's played every minute. He's been a rock at the back. Um, you know as well he's been he's been fantastic Tav for everything that you mentioned there as well and then McGregor some of the saves that he's pulled off um, this season you know he's been truly remarkable as well so if any of the four of them won it I would not yeah. have a not have a problem with it I think McGregor gets bonus points for his interviews and all after he does these crazy <laughs> saves and he's like oh, I dived the right way and I managed to get a hand on it so that's that's what I'm paid for in it is just to jump after it and I managed to reach it and you're like wait that, that's that you're oversimplifying it there but fair enough yeah. on, the, on the, the you know the no-nonsense modesty I think I think one of the things as well is um, CCB Davis as well you know he's, this season's been a you know it's been a pretty pretty a momentous season for him you know he bet Pat Jenny's record for all time you know UK caps as well, so he's the most capped international in the UK now. You know, so so he's got that to go with him. He's had a fantastic season with us, um, as well. On top of that, and you know, some of the important goals. You know, that overhead. See, see with that overhead kick, I think we said it as well. We thought it was maybe Kent that was scoring, it, and then you look around and it's like thirty-seven. An overhead kick, you're like, fair play. Aye. You know, brilliant to see. Aye, no, at the time it was like, well, first of all, what do you think you're doing there? And second of all, where did you get a banana skin to slide on? Do you know what I mean? It was, it was just, it seemed it seemed crazy. And I think the other thing about Davis is, if you'd said, and I think I probably said this, and and, and again in my long list of horrible predictions, um, I don't think he'll play that much this year. You know, like at the start of the season, how I don't, I still think that Gerard probably did we intend for him to play fifty games this year? Probably Aye. not, because of injuries and suspensions and and whatever. He's he's played and like you say, playing for Northern Ireland at the same time. You know, going out, going away, playing three internationals, coming back, playing three games in a week for us. That couldn't have been the intent, you know. But he's done it and he's he's kept his his level of consistency phenomenal all year. So nah, man, tons of credit to the to the guy for looking after himself and for his his performances. Yep, exactly, exactly. So mate, I think that's quite a, on that note. I think that's quite a good place to to call it um, this week. Um, and we'll be back next Saturday um, as well. We're having a title party up at your gaff and we're going to have a have a chat about what 55 means to us in just the season. Yep, well. definitely. Um, before I, the game. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think before the game, mate, let's, let's, let's try and be coherent. Yeah, because we're going to have a huge party after it. Um, <laughs> During it. and after. Yes, aye. we will be. Um, I will be. Imagine, imagine what that would be like. Try to talk after it. Um, go ahead. I mean, we we can we can do one before it, and then we can do one after it as a science experiment, and let the listeners <laughs> listen to two years just slurring our words and talking nonsense. Oh, we won the title, you know, like all that jazz. Um, aye, and then probably get distracted and start talking about Star Wars and, and fish and whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. So aye, like let's do it before the game. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll just laugh ourselves later. Definitely. So we'll be back next Saturday then um, with that. Until then, um, everybody take care, stay safe, and we are the people and...
Cheers, Keith. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Speak soon. Cheers. Yes. Cheers, guys.